0: Welcome, everybody, right to Damage We're here live on mockerradio.com where music reminds me. Y'all know me. I'm RC. What a way to finish 2020, guys. First off, I, this guest, man, he's my friend. He's been a Damage supporter since day freaking one. He's the one and only. He was, as Dwayne Gill, he was the longest reigning light heavyweight champion, I believe, 15 months, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and he made the name popular. Gilbert. I'd like to welcome my friend, my guest himself, Dwayne Gill. Dwayne, thanks so much for your time, man.
1: All right, how you doing, RC, man? I'm, I'm, I'm loving life, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, man. Hey, man. The pleasure's all mine, dude. Like, I've been following your career, man, and just following everything that you've done for us fans back from WWF superstars and just, you know, watching you in the ring, and you don't get the credit you deserve, man. Everything you did, everybody you put over, and
1: that's what I do, man. That was my job. You know what I mean? That was my yep. job. And I was, I was, I felt really, really blessed because you gotta remember, all of us who are wrestlers, I don't care who it is, start off as a fan. You know, we were all marks. And and when people say a mark is the fan. No, a mark is the wrestler. Because if you think about it, we are such marks that we're not saying I'll pay 10, 15, 20 dollars and sit out in the audience and watch them. No, we're such marks. We're like, I don't care what it does to my body, how bad it hurts, or what. I gotta get in that ring. See what I'm saying? So right. to me, I think the wrestlers are the real marks. Yeah. You so know, if
0: you I, think about it. Now, did you mark out a, a, a good, good number of times? Oh, dude! <laughs> like,
1: like you know, you know, Barry Hardy taught yeah. me how to. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Barry, took me to the Monster Factory to do my tryout to go to WWF. Well, when I did, of course, the Monster Factory was owned by pretty boy Larry Sharp. Oh, my God. Pretty boy Larry Sharp. Oh, my God. And I'm up there wrestling, and he come out of the office, and I I damn near crack my pants. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I ain't lying to you, man. And then uh, we're wrestling and everything, and who comes out with him? The Soul Taker. Do you know who the Soul Taker is? I don't. It's the Godfather, but it was the
0: Godfather
1: oh. that is biggest, which is six eight, three hundred and seventy pounds of muscle. And I looked at Barry. I said, "Uh, hey Barry, do we have to wrestle <laughs> guys like right. that?" He goes, "Oh yeah, dude." And I'm like, "Oh no, dude." <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and he's got a mohawk, a big mohawk. Okay, I remember. Yeah, big monster man. He's like, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna die. (laughs) And then, uh, well, Barry, you know, Larry, Larry loved me. You know, Larry and I hit it off. We were, we became really good friends. Yeah, he was. I miss old Larry Sharp, man.
0: Definitely, man. Now, with you and Barry, you guys were in the basement, right? Like, no, no mats, nothing. Just going on the boards, right? Getting by, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I start. What happened was, I, I, me and Barry used to hang out all the time, right? And I would go, Barry, man, wrestling's on. Come on, man, watch it. You got watching that fake stuff, man. It's fake, man. Can't believe you watch it. I'll I'll see you later. And I (laughs) go home and watch it and then come back. You know what I mean? And, uh, so we lost contact for like two years because, you know, it is you grow older, you grow older. I got married, he got married, you know grew apart and I'm watching wrestling and I go hey baby isn't that Barry but like a lot bigger (laughs) he was all jacked man he was all hustled up and everything and she goes and then he came across the screen Barry Hardy and I was like it is Barry oh my god so I got the phone and called his mother I called his mother and she's like yeah Dwayne he's home that's pre-recorded I go really And she goes, yeah. I go, can I have his number, please? She goes, yeah, of course, Wayne. He's been looking for you. So I called his number and come to find out he lived less than a quarter mile away from me. Wow. I went over his house that night. That night, we laid a piece of carpet on his concrete floor. No padding, no nothing. And I was learning lockups, uh, um, uh, arm drags. I was learning hip tosses, everything on that piece of carpet.
0: And on the fly,
1: uh, on the fly, man. Right there that night, he started teaching me. Boom, he said, "Man, I've been looking all over for you, man. Come on." I was now, like, when you yeah.
0: saw him, it was like two years, like just never, ever even happened. Did you guys pick it up right where you start left off? Oh, our friendship, yeah. We, yeah. we
1: were best friends. We were best of friends, man. You know, no, there was never, never a bad feeling any time, man. Yep, I broke his nose <laughs> twice learning how to wrestle. <laughs> Oh, Dude, I broke it one time. His nose was like this. He goes, "Oh, man, crap. crap. Oh, hell oh no. It. He's really bad now, but it's straight. He goes, "Good, yeah.
0: okay." Yeah, it was completely damaged.
2: Oh, it was
1: nasty, <laughs> nasty man. I've I will. A lot of times, man. Oh, I will, man. Sorry,
2: oops, sorry. Yep.
0: <laughs> thinking of back, thinking back, you know the completely damaged days, man. I'll never forget how excited I was. I was interviewing you and the bad boy in Jersey. You know, and I was like, to top it all off with the icing on the cake, Gilbert and the bad boy Barry Hardy. I look at you, you got that grin on your face, and watching back the video, you whisper in Barry's ear something like, "Play along with this." Watch Watch this, this. (laughs) capital Thailand. I'm like, what are you talking about? And Ben, you can hear the pop. You (laughs) hit me so hard, I was like. I never start off an interview like that. Are you okay, man? Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks so much, man. I really do appreciate that. <laughs> but luckily but that, that, I held my own.
1: That that's what we did. You you know now, I mean, after all yeah. the years together, but Yeah. Uh, we just like to have fun, man. We, I I like to say it, uh, Barry and I are like the comic relief, man, when we're out on a show or whatever. You know, I just I I love wrestling. I, I I love it. Um, I, you know, it's what I always wanted to do. It's what I became. Uh, it was a childhood dream come true, man. You know, I won't lie to you. You know, you know how the titles are won and lost. You know everything about it. And I still cried my eyes out and thanked Vince McMahon for filling a childhood dream.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? so, what- talk a little about the, the, the Turtles outfit. Yeah and all that. And how did that come out? I'm so happy that you guys made the, the unreleased DVD. I, I bought it. I ju- I bought it for that match just to see, man, to support you guys. Talk about yeah. that story.
1: Well, what happened was Barry and I had carried that for like 6 months with us up there. But we were always scared to take it in, you know what I mean? Right. And then one day we put it in our bags and I said, uh I'm putting it on Barry. He goes, come on, man. Don't, don't. I said, I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on. So I put it on. And I mean, I was as big as a British Bulldog, man. When I put that nice. on, that big giant muscle sewed in it and everything. And I went out in the locker room and I was dancing all around and everything. And I got on the floor and was spinning around and stopped. I was like this. I stopped like this, laying down. You know, everybody's laughing. all the boys are laughing and everything. And when I stopped, there's a set of feet, man, right here. And I went, oh, my God. Because I knew what type of shoes he wore. You know what I mean? No. And I stood right up, and he goes, who the hell is in there? It was Vince McMahon. He goes, who the hell wow. is in there? And I took the mask off, and he just laughed. He goes, I should have known. He goes, you got another one? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, you and you, you're wrestling the turtles. And I went, can't, Mr. McMahon. He goes, why not? And I said, Barry's in the ring. He said, I suggest he dress fast when he gets back."
0: <laughs> so he had to go so- double, back-to-back?
1: Yeah, yeah, Barry, Barry wrestled, came in soaking, and wet, you know, sweating and all, I'm like, Barry, we, we're next match, man. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, get the turtle suit on, which is impossible if you're wet. Well, man, we pulled that thing on him, and I'm telling <laughs> him the match we came up with and everything like that. I said, well, Bear, I'm going to, you know, I want you to lay in there, man, when they slam you and roll in like this, like you can't get up because you're a turtle, and he goes, mm-hmm. Well, what the hell am I supposed to do? I said, I'm a one to over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And uh, he goes, all right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it, man. I said, you got it, brother. So we did it, laughed our ass off. And uh, they got to see, you know, the uh, finish move we had, shell shock, where we could lay a guy out in the middle of the ring. And you seen me flip over and hit him with yeah. his uh, back and everything. Yeah, we called that shell shock and all. But it, it, they loved it. And but it was buried right away because of copyright. I mean, it isn't like I didn't look like certain Ninja Turtles, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, and they can't make yeah. an action figure of another Ninja Turtle, yeah. Although that, that would have been pretty cool, man. I gotta say, oh
1: man, that we loved it, man. We, they, that was a cool gimmick.
0: So that's a good present,
1: Me and my wife won a lot of Halloween uh, costume parties and things. <laughs> i bet
0: man that's no joke i bet Uh so uh that's uh before we get into uh professional wrestling let's talk present day man uh how are you uh going with this whole COVID thing man being you know stuck inside uh has has it been hard for you or you you actually getting used to it
1: uh you know i you gotta remember i i I work construction so i'm really not stuck inside you know but I am stuck inside now since I had the old heart attack, and uh, yeah. the last seven weeks I've been in the house not doing nothing, man, and it's it's tough. Yeah. It's tough.
0: I like you to sh- like you to share a little about that, man. You know, you said a heart attack, man. Tell the damaged fans and your fans what happened.
1: Uh, I I had which felt like the worst case of indigestion. I didn't have the. Uh, the typical asymmetrical heart attack where your left arm goes numb and stuff like that. This felt like there was a hot poker in the center of my chest. And uh, I thought it was, you know, acid reflux for like nine days. And it just got so bad. I was out on the job and I said, I'm going to the hospital, man. Something ain't right. So I went to the hospital right from the job and they kept me overnight put me, uh, put radiation in my blood system, ran me through the tube, did the stress test, did everything, you know, and, uh, they said, go home and eat a tum. there's nothing wrong with you, so I went home for another week and went right back to work, of course, you know what I mean, and through that week, I kept dropping to my knees and taking, like, 20 minutes at a time, because my chest hurt so bad, I was just rocking back and forth, and then, uh, Finally, one morning, I was out in the middle of my living room and crying like a baby, Three thirty, four 4 o'clock in the morning and couldn't handle it. My wife came out and said, get dressed. We're going back. And I said, for what? As a reflux? She said, I don't care what it is. You're going back. And I wasn't. Before she could park the car, she dropped me off at the front door. Before she could park the car, they had called her and told her I was being rushed to the OR. And like I said, I, I woke up in the operating room and my body was being yanked everywhere and i yelled what the heck is going on except i didn't say heck you know what i mean yeah and the doctor leaned over and said mr gill can you hear me and see me i said yes ma'am i can she said i'm trying to save your life you're having a massive heart attack the only thing i could say was okay never yeah. said another word i bad, man yeah Now
0: looking save back at all that day. looking back at all that now do you appreciate life more, or like what are you thinking?
1: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it, it and uh, my wife even realizes it. She said that really did scare you, didn't it? Because I mean, everything I used to eat, I don't touch, I don't touch no sugar, no salt, no cholesterol, no uh uh-uh, man. Everything I cooked was in butter. You know what I mean? I was a cook. I went to culinary school and everything. So butter is ninety percent of what you cook in. You know, I'm a pastry chef. I make every type of cookie, cake, pie, you know, chocolate mousse, everything you can think of. I can't Why
0: even did I- we never have a promo of you doing that as Gilbert? That would have sold so. <laughs> <bad>. That would have <laughs> been awesome. man. body slamming someone on the cake, and you know, oh. you getting all pissed off. I just made that. You yeah. know?
1: <laughs> I mean, I even make my own barbecue sauce and everything, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm. I love cooking. I. I literally. Well, I was a cook on a tanker when I was younger for years. Right. You know? I was a third cook on a tanker for years.
0: You ever think about opening up a food truck?
1: I. I've. I've always said that's my dream, but a food truck is a hundred grand. Mm. Yeah. You know? And. I don't know what Wikipedia says about my financial status, yeah. my brother, you know <laughs> as well as I do. I'm yep. paycheck to paycheck, man.
0: <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? I kind know of ODB uh has a food truck and uh and, and she travels good. all around.
1: It is, is good. It? Oh yeah, she she stays down there with Jimmy Hart and all and uh has it right outside Jimmy Hart's bar and all. Yeah, I, I you know, Barry lives right down there. He Barry lives like uh three, four miles from Jimmy Hart's bar. Well wow. it's actually it's Jimmy Hart's bar, Hulk Hogan's restaurant, um, Hulk Hogan's hotel. Right. Yeah.
0: That's wild, man. And uh, Barry used to live next to uh, Big Sexy, right? For a little bit there.
1: Well, he lives it, not not right next to him, but he lives like down the street. He still does. He still does. Yeah, they see each other. Um, all that. Yeah, huh.
0: That's that's so wild, man. Now yeah. your wife, your wife and James Ellsworth did something pretty cool, man. Uh, they started a GoFundMe page for you. To help yeah, you out. I, Talk a bit about that, man. And and what how that how that how that feels for you having James I, and all that do that for you.
1: I tell you, it felt it felt really good. Cause um Jimmy is is Jane, Well, James is an awesome, awesome guy. Got a heart bigger than everything, anything, but nobody knows him for that. You know what I mean? Because he kind of keeps to himself. Okay. James likes to stay to himself. He's a great, awesome guy. He's a He's a magnificent dad to his two daughters. He's a single dad, and he takes care of his girls. I mean, tell you every day he's sitting at the bus stop, man, waiting for his kids. Everything. He's he's a great, great guy, but uh, they they put that up, and and it's just unbelievable, man. In such a hard time, like now, I mean, nobody has any money. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it it's it's you know it's really humbling that people help you, you know what I'm saying? Um, like I just, like I was telling you earlier that uh I just, the bills started rolling in. I got about $32,000 worth of hospital bills. And that's only been, like I said, what, about five weeks? You know, and and now they're going to hit you. Boom, boom, boom. And they're just starting to yeah. roll in. I'm like, how am I going to pay this? You know, um, right. the money, the, the little money that I got from GoFundMe, thank God for that because it's paid my rent. You know, and yeah. my truck payment, and my car payment, they, they, they didn't take none of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, I never had the big lucrative contract. Um, they never made a doll. They never made, you know, nothing. And there's full, there's full job squad dolls. they never made a Dwayne Gill doll. They had the doll with the festival of friends. They made the whole thing, but not me. I don't understand what the deal is. That was, a doll would help me out tremendously. Did you,
0: know you ever I mean? get an answer about that or no? Huh? Did you ever get an answer about that or no? Nope,
1: nope. Um, the people that I know that are in the know, you know what I mean? The, the people that know higher ups, they said, uh, Dwayne, everything I have done to try and get a doll for you, the only thing I can tell you is somebody has a thumb on you. Which means somebody has something in their contract or something stating that I can't have a doll. And I can only think of one person. I mean, it, it's, it's only logical, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: But the guy should realize, man, it's flat. He even thanked me the last time I saw him. I was at an autograph session, it was at the big event in New York. And uh, he gave me a big hug, picked me up, and everything. And he whispered in my ear, he said, Thank you, brother. I said, uh, for what? He said, if you would have been out there doing this all this time, I wouldn't get this run when he just had to run uh, and won the title and everything. Yeah. He said, I Never got this run, man. Thank you very much. And I said, Well, good. Now that you're in a given mood, <laughs> I said, Why don't we have this match? You against right. me, I said, You'll make a million, I'll make a hundred thousand, I can retire and you can go and kill Gilbert. And right. it happened. <laughs>
0: Now, were you scared to meet that person or no? Who, Gold? No. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nah.
0: Or, or nervous what he thought about the whole Gilbert gimmick or no?
1: No, I, I came up with it and all. I, I, no, right. I have no... I was not worried about Goldberg at all. No. Yeah. What's the worst thing to happen? You get your ass kicked?
2: I'm a wrestler, right.
1: dude. I've had my ass exactly. kicked more than I can count. And I'm a little wrestler. You know
0: what nice. I mean? Right.
1: So, now, like... what I did was get my butt kicked. Right.
0: <laughs> So, how can uh, the fans out there uh, help you out on GoFundMe? Is there where, where, where's the website at?
1: It's it's uh it's a GoFundMe. It's on uh, Facebook. It's on uh, Twitter, and it's on Instagram. You 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 can find it. Just look for Dwayne Gill. Uh, go or James Ellsworth too. Look at James okay. Ellsworth's page. He posts it about every other day. He Definitely. keeps it up there. Okay, um, now
0: let's let's talk about uh cameo. Now, I, a- I love it, man. Like you give the fans what they want. You, you start out every interview with the, blah, blah, blah. you know, you get all the character and, uh, you know, like you're, you're real. You're sincere with them. Like, you know, that that's their hard earned money that they want to hear from you. So right. you take your time with it and you really make sure they are done. They're happy.
1: You, you know, you talk about cameos. What got me was my son came in uh, about a week or two ago. Right. And he said, Dad, have you ever went to Cameo and read your reviews on you? And I went, no, buddy. Why? He said, man, Dad, you are awesome. I'm so proud to have you as my father. Wow. He said, the reviews are unbelievable on you, Dad. I was like, wow, awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah. He said, you've got more five-star ratings than anybody I've seen. <laughs> which is. But I, I look at it this way. Like I said, I am a fan. I love wrestling so if i was trying to get a cameo from a crazy wrestler i'd want the crazy wrestler i wouldn't want to go hi i'm gilbert how you doing yeah. merry christmas right, right. Yeah. gilbert i'm nuts you know what i mean the real you
0: know, deal holyfield yeah that's
1: what you gotta do you know what i'm saying
0: right now how does cameo work
1: cameo they uh they go to i get you know what i get is uh i guess they go to cameo.com or whatever and, look up whoever they want, and then they push Gilbert, and they see how much it is. It's only 20 bucks, you know what I mean? And uh, they uh, say, okay, and I guess they get the credit card or whatever to Cameo, and then Cameo notifies me, and they write a little, the people who want it, like if you wanted it, you'd say, you know, uh, Gilbert, will you say hi to my Uncle John? It's his 35th birthday, and Merry Christmas to so-and-so, and and do me a favor, get on him a little bit, tell him you're going to spear him. So I'll be like, and hey, let me tell you something, you man, Bob, i fear you man, i will Jack and then you know, I'm only kidding you, man, you know right. uh, I was told to harass you, so I'm harassing you, and your boy so-and-so told me to harass you, you know what I mean? and let him know so that, you know
0: now, do you get one us. shot to do it, or is it like do you get one take or do you get the, multiple takes? Now, do you I I do?
1: Delete it and delete it, but I usually just do one take boom.
2: Nice. It, That's all you yeah, need, yeah.:
1: uh, when Barry and I were the executioners up there. Um, when we were doing vignettes, the yeah. camera would go, This is ridiculous. They get it the first time every time, you know what I mean? Because we just arr, arr, boom next. Arr, 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 boom. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yep, now talk a bit about promo work. Did it come naturally for you, or
1: yeah, it's just it, you, what you got to do is what I found out when I first started, I'd be like, <laughs> Because I'm looking into the camera, forget it's there. Yeah. Just cut your promo And if you go to a decent school They're going to teach you promos You know what I mean And that's I didn't go to a decent school I went to my buddy's basement yeah. Barry Hardy I, gotta, I, I seriously got to say it again Barry Hardy taught me I'll say 85% Of what I know about wrestling But what I'm so grateful about Is he taught me old school How to respect how to, you know, um, let's just say the names deserve a certain respect. Um, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, I've carried many bags, many bags. You know what I mean. Of, of big star wrestlers, hey, carry my bag for you? sure. Then got it here. Let me give you a lift. Here, let me do this. Let me do that. Me, that it that it's called paying your dues, man. It, it's something you don't do anymore.
2: Right. You know,
1: it, it's just not what it used to be. Uh, wrestling was was such a family and such a brotherhood. It, it that that's why when you go to these conventions and you see all of us old wrestlers, what, what is it? Well, we're all good friends and cordial and inviting. But then you see the younger wrestlers and they're arguing with this one or they're trying to sleep with this one or they We didn't do none of that stuff man. we didn't do none of that their stuff. cell
0: phones, not even paying attention to yeah. the band, spending twenty yeah. bucks to come see them. Yeah, there's
1: there's there's you know, 8,000 fans walking by him and they're like this. Yep. Oh, 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 I'll be right with you. Yeah. Come on, man. You know, you're there for a reason. You know what I mean? And, and you're there for them fans that day. And that's like like when a fan takes a picture of me. You know, they pay to take a picture of me with, with their, just saying, with their son. I'll tell them, don't just take one. So click 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 click. You paid for them. I don't care how many times you push that button. You know what I mean?
2: Right.
1: It's because it could be blurred or whatever. You know what I mean? I do stuff like I'll turn. Al Snow taught me. Turn the hat sideways, glasses cockeyed, and everything, and then act like you hit him. And yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's it makes it 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 makes their life. You know what I mean?
0: And then Mark Gunn that, did that to me.
1: And Mark did, Gunn. I
0: interviewed the. I interviewed right? the uh, the the smoking guns and uh-huh. his fist is bigger than my head.
1: Oh yeah, Bart. Bart's a big boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes he is. Yeah. Good. So guy now, him. yeah. So now, when you saw Barry on TV, when when, you, when before you got reconnected with him, was he on WWF at the time?
1: Yes, he was a jobber.
0: Do you remember who he was, was facing at that time? That you, you were just like, oh my god.
1: Uh, I I I can't say who he was facing, but uh, it was probably 88,
2: 1988.
0: Okay. And so, uh, go ahead. So when did you get your shot? Because nowadays you have NXT, Ring of Honor, you have all these companies out there that people can watch you on TV and notice you, the, the, the agents. How did you get your shot to get up there?
1: Well, what happened was Barry taught me how to wrestle. Right. And then, uh, Barry and I came up with a league, and we made, uh, made up MCW, Maryland Championship Wrestling. And we started Maryland Championship Wrestling. And, uh, so I, I my first match, I wrestled Barry for the Maryland Championship Heavyweight nice. title. I was the concrete warrior. I came out on a skateboard and had the mask and everything, nah, 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 nah. and uh, I wrestled Barry. And then we, we, uh, we had we'd been making our tag team the whole time, the Lords of Darkness, and uh, we brought that out the second show. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just, and that, that's what happened. I started wrestling MCW. Then I'd go to, uh, you know, Virginia and wrestle for Lehigh, and then I'd wrestle for um, Karakoff down in Delaware and stuff, and I started doing the independent circuit. And then uh, Barry said, all right, you're ready. I said, you think so? He said, yeah, because Barry did jobs all the time up WWF. He said, I'm going to take you up and introduce you to Larry. Of course, Larry Sharp. Oh, God, Larry Sharp. You know what I mean? And uh, I went up, and I was in the school, and I was actually wrestling Glenn Ruth, uh, Thrasher. Yep. And uh, I was wrestling him, and Larry came out of the thing. And I, I had that where I could be brought in the hard way, and go all the way across the 18-foot ring, hit, and go out the ropes. Nobody else can do that. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, just as Larry came out, ping, I went across, boom, hit, and went out. And Larry said, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Because when I went out, me and Glenn started going whack, whack, chopping yeah. each other up, you know? And uh, so I went out through the ropes, and, and me and Glenn started chopping. He said, stop, 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 stop. And I said, what? And he said, "I." Don't believe I saw what I think I just saw. And we're like, what's that? And he said, uh, the way you came in, can you do that again? I said, sure. So I went out and got outside the ring. And me and Barry's like fighting. He said, no, stop, stop. Stop the fight. and Stop all that. Pull his ass in. Right? So he went, pan and I shot over. I hit and stood up and was leaning on the ropes like this. I said, is that what you wanted? he goes, you can go. <laughs> just really? like that. That's how I got to go to WWF, (laughs) as a jobber.
0: (laughs) Wow. And then, the first time backstage, man, what was going on through your mind?
1: Oh, my God. I was just like, yes.
0: Starstruck, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, my God, dude. Come on. There goes Hulk Hogan. There goes Bulldog. There goes Macho Man. There goes Jake the Snake. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was a dream come true, man. I ain't lying to you. It really so was. how
0: long did it take for them to actually start respecting you and and knowing that, you know, that you're you're there for the long haul?
1: Well, I think uh, by my fourth match, they were like, oh, my God, this kid can bump. Oh, man. Oh, my God, Kenny. I used to do the flip bump and all that stuff, you know, and nobody was doing it back then. And I I would do the Rick Flair, but where i dove and I'd I'd hit the top turnbuckle because the guy would sit down, and then I'd tell him to kick me in the chest, which would set me up. Now I'm on the top rope, whoa whoa whoa, whoa you know, to get him to bounce yeah. the rope and all that stuff. You know what I mean? I I was the only, and I was real uh, boisterous because I basically shaped my career after. Iron Mike Sharp, the way I was, oh, wow, oh, if you remember correctly, I was yeah. old, man. They're like, yeah. ah, dang, I can hear you all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you got to do, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. That's, and, then, uh, and then after probably, I guess, a year, they started putting me and Barry, you know, because me and Barry were always tagging, and uh, they started putting us on the road because me and Barry uh, re-brought back the executioners. You know, with the pain and agony on the legs and all. Yep. And, uh, so we started that again so that we could wrestle twice at TV's. You could go out as, you know, you could go out as Dwayne Gill, and then two matches later, go out as the Executioner. You know yep. what I mean? Which is Smart business, cool. yeah. That's more. Yep. And they saw that we wanted, you know, we wanted, and then we came up with the turtle gimmicks and everything. They're like, I even told Vince one time, I said, Mister Brickman, I don't care if you dress us up like two turds and call us shit Yeah, You know, you're it together You know what I mean? I said, I don't care, I just want a job And I guess they saw that And they used to put us on the B tour We never had a contract But we would wrestle 20, 25 days a month For years Years, never had a contract They paid us pretty good too But nowhere near what a contract your wrestler was making, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah
0: Now, what was your favorite tag team that you guys faced?
1: Oh, God. Oh, oh.
0: Steiner Brothers, Bushwhackers. Steiner,
1: Steiner's broke my shoulder and cracked my sternum.
0: <laughs> Jeez. But
1: I loved I loved wrestling the Steiners. I loved wrestling the, the— The ones we had the most, I guess, the best matches with was the Smoking Guns and the Head Shrinkers, you know? And when we wrestled the Head Shrinkers, it was uh, Junior and uh, Barb. Okay. You know, uh, it was back. Remember when Junior was doing the deal where his boot, you know, he didn't want to wear the boots and all, and yes. he wanted to go. Yep. Be- That's when we were on the road with him and all. Wow. During the after year. there. And uh, I mean, the bushwhackers were a blast, man. And, and you know, when I say I wrestled them, I'm talking we sometimes did six, eight months in a row, 20, 25 days a month. You know what I mean? So yeah. we wrestled them quite a lot. <laughs> But yeah, we uh we used to get heat from the boys because we would start like first or second or third match on the on the tour, but the guys like wrestling us so much that the matches would be long. And they're like, dude, you gotta shorten that match, I'm gonna come out there and beat you up, man. Well, uh, <laughs> they just moved us up, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. sometimes we got co-main event money, man. You know, it was it was awesome, you know. And yeah. a lot of times, like when the other team was the tag team champions, the executioners which were a name already, could wrestle main event against them. You know what I mean? So gotcha. it, was, yep. it was a play. We had a ball, man. Yeah. Barry and I really had a ball. We really did. Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get signed. We didn't make all the big money. But, man, we had so much fun.
0: Now, uh, Did you know who you were going to face that night? Or did you find out like five minutes before?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you know who, like, you know, like if you're going on tour at house shows. Yeah. Uh, they, they uh, you know, you know who you're going on tour against. But now, at it, it TVs, we would show up and sign in and everything. And then they'd uh, you'd, uh, you'd get dressed and you'd just be sitting there. And then, uh, like an hour before the show, they'd put a chalkboard up. And you go up the Gorilla and you look and you say, oh, there's my name. Who am I wrestling? Okay, I'm wrestling him. Okay, you know. Yeah. Hey, Barry, we got two tags and a couple singles tonight. All right. <laughs> you know, I remember one time that uh, I was wrestling and, and uh, Vince was in the trailer when they used to bring the trailers in for the uh, TV room. And uh, I went out five times in the first hour. And goes, you get undressed. This is not the way nobody wanted to work. any the other guys over there. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, it was there was times the Road Warriors came back. I love man working them too. The Road Warriors would come back and go, Where, Where's Gill and Hardy? Where's Gill and Hardy? You guys get dressed, man. I gotta wrestle somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Really? Oh yeah, that's like uh, if you remember, we were the first ones to attack the Road Warriors. We were in the locker room getting dressed, and we we're, we're, uh, we got you guys now. Oh, okay, you guys know what to do. Well, I said, uh, Animal, Paul, yeah. Paul, yeah. Uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Barry goes, Dwayne, shut up. I said, right, man, you know, I just want to talk to them. And they're like, yeah, what you need? I said, "Uh, you know like at the beginning of the match – You turn your back and put the spikes out, you know, your shoulder pads. they are like, yeah, I go. And then I turn my back and you run across the ring and attack me? Yeah, that's what we always do. Well, can I be for real? He said, what's that? I said, you big bitch, you turn your back on me, and I know I'm fighting you, I'm attacking you, and I'm going to hit you with everything I got because that's probably going to be my only shot. And they're like, yeah. Well, what were you saying? I said, why don't we try this? When you guys go to put the shoulder pads out, we're gonna attack you. We're gonna beat on you. Put you into the ropes. You don't have to sell whatever. Act like we're not. But they sold really good for it. I awesome. said, and then as we go to whip you off, reverse it. We'll come back, double press slam. I said it'll look so good. I said, and uh, Hawk, you grab Barry and give him the Arn Anderson. You know, uh, the Arn Anderson, you take the headbutt in the corner. I yeah. said, you take, give him the Arn Anderson. I said, Animal, you walk over to the side of the ring, hold me there, look at the crowd, and go and throw me out of the ring. He goes, man, you can't do that. It's like 15 feet. I said, as long as you let me go flat, I'll hit like a push-up, and I can catch myself. He goes, man, I, I got to go talk to Vince. And he went in, and they talked to Vince He said, Doc Gill, Come here I said, yes sir He said, you gotta go into uh, Vince's office I said, okay Go into Vince's office He says, uh, now what do you want them to do? And I told him, you know what I mean I said, I want an animal to walk over just like this Stand there and just kind of drop me out of the ring He goes Did you sign your release? I said, yes sir He said, drop him <laughs>
2: Nice <laughs> Oh man.
1: But it showed that we would we wanted to do, you know, that was my job to put them over. So I wanted to think of ways to put them over, you know. You were I mean? using
0: your mind and instead of just going in there and having the same thing over and over again.
1: Right. It's like the first time he wrestled him. I told Animal, I said, give me the power slam. He said, I want to power slam him. He's the powerful guy. I said, Yeah, but give me the power slam. He said, I usually power slam the big guy. I said, Animal, trust me. Give me the power slam. And Barry goes, give him the power slam. Well, when he got me in there and he said power slam and he whipped me off, dude, he was reaching like this. And I was this high above his hands. And he caught me on the way down. When he did, we hit so hard that he stood right back up like this. and was Like, ah, you know what I mean? We yeah. got in the back and he goes, what a power slam. I said, I told you. Oh, snap. I said, I watched you guys too long. I know every move you got. You know what I mean?
0: And then they and respect I, you I, more.
1: How to sell it better than anybody else, man, because that's my job.
0: Right. Now, were there a lot of agents back there? Or, like, you know, were certain agents, like, controlling certain matches? Making yeah. sure that everyone, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, when we went in, you signed in to Guria and uh, Chief J Strongbow and Rene Goulet. Is who you talk to, and they would they would set up the matches and everything like that. But you had Pat Patterson, Blackjack Lanza, Michael Hayes. You know they were all agents, and they all took matches, and you know you know what I'm saying. And yeah. Let them know what to do and everything. But yeah, it was it was it was it was so cool. It was such a family, man. It really was.
0: Right now, tell us how Gilberg was born.
1: Well, to be honest with you, I got injured. If you remember, I blew my shoulder out and all down in WCW. And uh, it was like a year and a half later, uh they all everybody around here was like, Come on, man, start wrestling again. Start I said, all right, yeah, what the heck? So I was doing it. And actually a guy named Mark Osborne, who uh works with uh Dan McDivitt, who owns MCW now, you know. Um, and uh he uh he actually came up with it, but we never really did it on the independence because we were doing other stuff. We, I did stone old <laughs> stone old Steve Boston, man. I took these awesome. and made, made like big braces out of them and everything. That's I, great. Have, I guess, yeah. you know, like I got a finger to do and everything, you know what I mean? And uh, it was funny as hell. I walked out with a Walker stone old Steve Boston. <laughs> and, uh, and, and to be honest with you, it's so cold tonight. When we were in the locker room together and we were watching the monitor, we, dude, you gotta move,
2: man. You gotta, cause we look out. And, uh, but, but I did on the monitor um, favor, <laughs> And
1: I did, and I was gonna do silver. Well, right. the happened was I, I got my contract. Dwayne Gill, one light heavyweight tiger and everything. the house show. And uh, I was talking to a Paul Bear and uh, Kane. And I'm talking to them, and I was telling them, you know, yeah, I did, you know, so long time. And uh, I said, I
2: did Gilbert, Gilbert. And I said, yeah. He said, oh, man, I'm here now. Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert.
1: Well, I told him and everything, you know, and uh, I said, um, the rest of the night, I'm going to walk by him, here we go, Gilbert, Gilbert. So then, and I'm going through line, and I guess they said something, and the boys all started going, Gilbert, Gilbert, in the lunchroom. So I sat my train down, and <laughs> I said, laughter, and songs, and I thought that was it. Come home. Two days later, I get a call from the office. Hey, what's this Gilbert thing you do? da 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 da, da. Well, we want to do it, and then the count starts. I went one. I went two. I go, ho, ho, ho! They go, what? And I go, I don't want to lose my title. I just want it. Right. And they go, no, 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 that's the beauty of it. You'll wrestle heavyweights. You're the light heavyweight champ. You can't lose it. And I went, all right, now I like that. Yeah. <laughs> they said, Get your Gilbert stuff and bring it up. I said, "Okay, you got it." And I went up there, and I still remember the first night. They wanted me to wrestle Edge, and uh, Luna and I were very good friends. And uh, I said, "Nah, man, if you want to make fun of the guy, why give me Edge? Edge, Edge is a superstar. He can kick my butt." I said, "Give me Luna." And Luna's going, "No, Dwayne, this is Raw. This is Raw." I said, "Luna, come on, man, let's be for real." In real life, you'd probably kick my tail.
2: <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, right? So
1: I don't mind doing a job, do you? <laughs> right. You know? And uh, I said, we're going to make fun of the guy, man. Come on. She's like, all right. So we had everything ready. In about three hours for the show, Vince comes up to me and puts his hand on my shoulder, man. He goes, how you doing, Dwayne? I'm like, all right. And he's like squeezing my shoulder. He goes, well, I'm counting on you tonight, man. I'm really counting on you. I said, yes, sir. Don't worry about it, Mr. McMahon. He left. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, about a half hour for the show, Triple H comes in. He goes, Dwayne, what's wrong with you, man? I said, what do you mean? He said, dude, you're always walking, laughing, smiling, carrying on. He said, you look like you're scared to death. I said, brother, man, Vince did, Vince did this, and this and this. He goes, oh, Dwayne, you're doing a spoof, man. Remember when we did the crock and all that? And I said, yeah, he said, if you walk out there and fall on your ass, roll all the way, make yourself roll all the way down the damn ramp, and then get up and go, ah, like you do, he said, you're going to think it was natural. Yeah. So no matter what I did, they thought it was, you know, if I messed the move up, they thought, eh, hey, good match. <laughs> Part of
2: the plan, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was like, oh, you're right. And that took the weight off my shoulders, man. That way I could have such a good match with Luna and thank God to her because when I come back to them curtains, I've never felt so much love and respect in my life. There was not a McMahon, a uh, uh, camera guy, or a wrestler that wasn't standing behind that curtain clapping. And the women all had mascara running down their face and everything because they were crying. They were laughing so hard. They were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You were too much. And that's what it was.
0: So yep. coming back, coming back to the WWE then a few times to do little spoofs and all that, was the locker room different in, in, in your opinion? Or like, how, how did it feel? Did it feel like... A family like you did back then, or no?
1: Oh, no. Way different. Way different. First off, I couldn't even get in. I couldn't get in. What? People walking by, hey, what's up? Dwayne has gone. Uh, security, I, I don't have you on my list. You ain't getting in here. I had to call the office, the people that brought me up. They had to come out and give me a tag and everything to get in there and all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's way different. And then I'm in the locker room, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, you know, getting ready to get dressed and there's a bunch of NXT guys in there and they're looking over and they're looking over and they go, uh, hey, bud. What are you doing in here? I said, what am I doing in here? What am I doing in here? And they said, yeah, what are you doing in here? I said, well, I helped build this fucking locker room, bro. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's yep. on locker room. I'm sorry. Eh, cut that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damaged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I helped build this locker room, buddy. Well, who are you? And in comes Seamus and goes, Oh, my God, that's Gilbert. Remember give me a hug? And you're like, Oh, my God, that's Dwayne Gill? Oh, man. Hey, man, I'm sorry. Hey, man, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So, you know, it was way different. Way, way different, man.
0: It's I guess the food was no better, right?
1: Nothing, huh?
0: I guess the food was better, right?
1: There was no food. Really? Yeah, I didn't get no food. (laughs) Food wasn't better. (laughs) Man, we used to have big steaks, salmon, I mean, crabs. No, no, the food's nothing like it was back then. Right. Nothing.
0: So, the the fans, we saw what's in the ring. Can you give us, share some stories, PG stories, of course, maybe PG-13 stories, of, uh, what happened backstage going out with the guys afterwards and all that and how it was the true family.
1: Oh, no, it was just, no, there, there was no, like I said, we, we back then we were, we were family people, you know what I'm saying? So when we went to the bar, it was a bunch of guys going to the bar, you know, joking, carrying on messing around, but not nothing, you know, no X-rated, nothing like that. You know what I mean? We just sit around bull crap, talk about the next day, talk about what we did laugh about bumps we took, you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell what we did a week before or whatever, you know, to other people and make them laugh because they had stories to tell. That Yeah, Now it was just a family, man, a brotherhood. But, like, you know, it, when I say a brotherhood, I mean, like, if there was a big guy arguing with Barry, right? Now, I was bigger than Barry. You know? I was 245. But if a guy was in Barry's face, I'd reach right over Barry's shoulder and knock him out, knock him right out because that was my meal ticket, man. Barry was my meal. We were a tag team. Singles, we couldn't do nothing, but we were a tag team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Of course, we had to leave quite abruptly, but.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now, you mentioned a little bit about uh, some funny ribs. Uh, What was the best rib that you saw? Not maybe happening to you, but happened to someone else.
1: Uh, the scariest rib I saw was we were all sitting there one day and Vince come walking down the hall and one of the boys, I won't give him up, squirted edge all over his jacket. Now, you know, Vince, he wears clothes that is, Yeah, you know, $10,000 suits. You know what I mean? Right. And this shark skin jacket, man, he's walking, he just squirted edge all over him, man. And then rolled the thing right over underneath my feet. And I'm like, oh, Oh. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Vince comes out. Who the hell? And I'm going... <laughs> Immediately slammed my feet together and got the camera. Right. I'm going, oh, my God. Please don't see. Please don't see. Please don't see. He walked right past us, you know, because he was going to the, the big stars.
2: Of course, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: that was one. Uh, I came back after a match one time and my shoes were filled with ice water came back one time my bag was in the shower with all the showers on it was wide open but that's that's just harmless ribs you know when they didn't like you they would lock your bag to like the leg of a bench or something and then leave oh there's no bolt cutters there you gotta break the bar that your is your handle you know what i mean you gotta break out to get your bag and yeah you know it's a lot of stuff like that but it nothing nothing bad. Nothing bad at all. It was, it was really Vince. Vince had that locker room under control. He really did.
0: Now, if you had a chance to come back right now and, and someone said you pick one AEW star and one current WWE star and have a triple threat match with, who would it be?
1: Oh, it would definitely be Jericho and uh, I would say probably AJ Styles. They're... they're two of the best out there, man, right now. You know
0: what I mean? So man, live here, live on Damage Radio right now, tomorrow night, you, Jericho, AJ Styles, for a contract, cut a promo right now on those guys saying what's going to happen to them tomorrow uh,
1: night. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even imagine, man, what to say, brother.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> and I'm serious, man. I mean, you're talking two of the biggest names in the business. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, I would have to. I don't know. I don't. I have to think about that for a minute.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll come I mean? back to that when you're ready for that. We'll come back to that. But uh, who was one person that you never had opportunity to face that you besides Goldberg? Uh,
1: uh, Stone Cold. I, I would like to. I would have liked to wrestle Stone Cold, but, but we look so much alike that would be dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> I right. guess that's why Stone Cold and Goldberg. I don't think ever did. Did they? No. Yeah. Never seen them in the ring together.
0: Just when he was a special guest referee, when it was Lesnar oh. versus Goldberg, but mm-hmm. that was it.
2: Yeah.
1: Now nah, I, so, I uh I love it though, man. The wrestling was everything, you know. Yeah. It really is. I love wrestling, and the fans. The fans have been so accepting of me; it's unreal.
0: Right. So, what would what would it take to bring you back to professional wrestling? Contract. <laughs> yeah. and how would you like to return
1: uh it doesn't matter In all honesty, i'd love to be a manager because i could still bump real good but i would be a great manager because of the fact um you know i i would love to be honest with you i would love to bring ellsworth back and come out as his manager because i've known i've known that kid since he was born you know
0: what was it like seeing him hit him actually make it that time when he hit that promo and they loved it and brought him back?
1: Oh uh, it, was, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. It was it was the best. it was the best, man. It really was, man. I mean, I felt so proud because um, the story he tells about excuse me, about when he was in school in, in the fifth grade. And uh, I was in the school fixing a light bulb because I worked for maintenance, but I would go up and do jobs on Monday and Tuesday. I would go do jobs at WWF and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was back at the school doing my deal, you know? And he'd come up and he said, Mr. Dwayne, aren't you a famous wrestler? I said, yes, Jimmy, I am. And he goes, well, why are you here? I said, son, one day you'll know. One day, And he, he always tells me, he goes, Little did I know it would be so real. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yep. You
1: know, but uh, yeah, he's. I was I was really proud, man, when I
0: saw that. And you had a match with him too, right? On I Independence. had
1: matches with him. Uh, actually, my last match. This match. Uh, he owns. He owns ACW, uh, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, and he said, "Look, Dwayne, man, you know." I know you you know your family's on you, want you to retire and all that because my son and my wife, I mean, are were on me so hard. I Man, you're gonna die in the ring. They saw the movie The Wrestler. Well, of course that's me, and now I'm gonna die in the ring. Right. Yeah. So I finally said, Okay, I'll retire. And he said, Look, anybody you want, you name it, I'll pay for 'em. I will pay for them. i do not care how much it is, I'll pay for them. You can have your last match. And I was like, All right. I knew who I want to wrestle. And he goes, who? I said, how about you? He said, what? No, seriously. When you can wrestle, I said, I want to wrestle James Ellsworth. So we did it like a uh, Shawn Michaels Ric Flair. You know what I mean? And he went to show before and won his light heavyweight title. So now he retired his light heavyweight title. I have the belt right here with me, man. I have the belt. He gave me the belt. Everything. Oh yeah, he gave me the belt, the whole deal. It was really, really cool. That's kind of. That's what I'm saying. People don't know James the way he really is. You know what I mean? And uh, because he keeps to himself, you know. And uh, like, like he did the Rick Flair thing, especially with the kicks and all. I was getting up. He says, "No, I don't love you, and no, I'm not sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Remember how Shawn Michaels said, "I'm sorry, yep, and I love yep. you." He goes, I don't love you, and no, I'm not sorry. Big kick and everything, the no-chin music on him.
2: Yep, that's awesome. uh, Yeah, but he he,
1: uh,
0: he put me over, yeah. That's that's great, man. So you see AEW, you see Tully Blanchard, you see RNA Anderson, you Anderson, you see all these guys managing. Like, I could definitely see you, like you said, as a manager for for a great tag team or for an up-and-coming tag team.
1: Right, that's what I think too. I think I could be great, but I don't know who to contact or anything like that. You know what I mean?
0: Right. So, what are your what are your
1: thoughts on AEW? I uh, to be honest with you, AEW. uh, About eighty percent of it, I really like. Twenty percent of it, I think is just stupidity. You know what I mean? Some of the gimmick. But eighty percent of it's awesome. It's right. old school. It's it's really good. Um, I love what they're doing with Jericho and Cody Rhodes and all, man. I mean, it's it's re- it's really awesome. But there's twenty percent of it It's just like really. Even the announcers, man. Listen to Jim Ross and all. He's like, oh, it's the space girl. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's just.
0: He's not even in, into it really. Yeah.
1: No. So, and you'll see, man. When it's a stupid gimmick, he doesn't even really commentate at
0: all. Right. Yeah. So now, with the whole, what does, what do you think AEW needs to do to survive? Especially with the whole invasion thing they're doing now with Impact Wrestling and NWA. What do they got to do differently than what WWF did, WWE did with uh, the whole WCW, ECW. Well-
1: If you notice, WWE is even putting out there on the dirt sheets that they're willing to work with other wrestling companies now. Now. So, that would be awesome if they would invade WWE. Now, there would be something that would put both companies through the roof again. But, from what I understand, too, I understand that Vince said there will be no more house shows no matter what. Which is throwing throwing money away yeah. you know if you ask me well i don't know i guess the tv deals are so lucrative now you know what i mean yeah. but right. if you want fans back in the thing you've got to start job matches again because that's why fans went because you you couldn't see billy jack wrestle hercules or jeff jarrett wrestle you know what i mean uh the british bulldog the undertaker wrestle Hulk Hogan. you couldn't see that on tv you could see The Undertaker wrestle Joe Jobber, Dwayne Gill. You could see, you know, British Bulldog beat up Barry Hardy. You could see The Ultimate Warrior beat up, you know, Jay Sledge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Saturday night in Baltimore, you
2: know?
1: Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? The I Ultimate do, yes. Yeah. The Ultimate Warrior takes on Hulk Hogan. The Macho Man takes on Hercules. Yeah. You know, oh, my God, I got to go there. You
2: yeah. know, That's yep.
1: the whole thing. That's why the houses were always packed. But when you start, you know, you gotta have that one name against name at the end of the show, and it just doesn't quite get to the end. But next week we'll show you that. But with the internet and everything now, you know, it'd be all, oh well, who won that one? You know,
2: exactly. Yeah.
0: That, so
1: bad part about it.
0: Now with the holidays coming up, uh, Dwayne, what are you most thankful for?
1: I'm thankful for my life, man. To be honest with you, and my wife and kids. And uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm really thankful, as far as wrestling goes, that I had the career I had. But the main thing I'm thankful for is all the fans, man. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, they, they've been so generous and kind to me. That's why I try to be so kind and generous back. And then, Yeah, I do slip up and say a cuss word now and then, but you yourself know 99% of my gimmicks and everything I do is PG. And I think about everybody. And handicapped people, I, I cater to. I've never accepted money from a handicapped person. Never will accept money from a handicapped person. That's um, just it's just me, you know what I mean? And, I don't know, It's it, I, I love wrestling, and I love what wrestlers do. And wrestlers can really help people, you know? Um, and that's, I try every way I can.
0: Well, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. Since day one, you supported me, you believed in me, and uh, you're always willing to help out, man. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to help me out and just to give me pointers and just to believe. I I really do appreciate that.
1: Brother, it's it's my pleasure, and you know as well as I do, man. You're still young. You're going to be in there. You're going to be in the big time. You will make it. You will have your 15 minutes of fame, you know what I mean? Because you. you're
0: good at what you do, brother. I, I appreciate that very much, guys. Hey,
1: that body man, completely damages bad A, brother bad:
0: That's a. right.: <laughs> Thanks man. So the damage fans out there, go check out Cameo, get a cameo from this man. He'll definitely make sure you get your money's worth and then some. Go to the GoFundMe page, go to Gilbert's page, James Ellsworth page, check it out. If you guys can, and it was the times are rough, help him out, guys. you know, everything he did for us fans. You know, if we can give back and help him out, whether it's just a, hey, I'm praying for you, or if you have some extra anything, it'll definitely be much appreciated, guys.
1: Yes, sir. And I answer everybody, man, no matter
0: what. So, Gil, thank you so much for your time ending 2020 off on the right note. And uh, you, my friend, have just been completely damaged on Monkerradio.com, where music and minds meet. You got it, brother.
1: <laughs> I love it. Everybody, this is a Gilbert, and I've just been completely damaged. <laughs> completely
2: damaged. Completely damaged.